Welcome back to the Consequences podcast with Paul McNulty and Sean McCreevy. Are you one who craves excitement? Were you tailor-made for this sporting life? Living on a knife edge, this sporting life's forever changing. Yeah, we recently did a a pod on Ellen Free's frame, and we really, we really got stuck into them. We th- they're fascinating records. Was Al a bit of an exorcism after Consequences? Al was. Yeah, I think um, was the first track on Al's uh, Sporting Life, which I, I adore. It's it's a good track, but it, there's something of leftovers from you know the big harmonies and this mm. big structural Gizmo, things. Gizmo galore. Yeah, it was a big sound, but that was kind of leftover trickling away from consequences. But after that, it kind of settled down into into its own mood. Mm. Um, now it's I think it, I think it's one of it's one of my favourite of our albums. Mm. There's a lot of interesting inventive stuff, but in a, in a slightly smaller space. Yeah, uh, and this different context. Because so. you're down in Surrey by this time, aren't you? We're at Surrey Sound. Yeah. With Nigel Gray. No, with Nigel Gray. Yeah, yeah. At the Knobs. Right, and that was sort of contemporary with the Police albums, was it? Was it? Yeah. It was. That was bizarre. Yeah, they it were. Was... They were working there. I think it was the first album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And I, I remember distinctly because even though Al was a. A different record. It was still relatively complex musically, oh. and Nigel would take great pleasure <laughs> yeah. in saying, "I'm working with these guys," and he would play us tracks every now and again. Listen, what they can do. There's just fucking three of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no overdubs. Yeah, and we would go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> you know. So, so yeah. he he managed to pull the best out of them yeah. very early on. They were great records. Those are great sound. Again, they really were, sorry, yeah. sound had a great live room. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's terrific. But he really took the piss. Did he? Oh, yeah. Rocks. So it wasn't um, it wasn't his kind of thing, or did he? Did he? Well, yes, very much eventually. Okay. But, but because he was doing both simultaneously, if you like. Right. Yeah. It was a much easier proposition to have three people come in and play. Yes. And bang, there it was, sounding fabulous. Mm. And, you know, we would tit around making loops and <laughs> sticking sounds through this and that and the other and yeah. was doing that our the little f- experiment. I was, say, was that the first example of you using drum machines on L? Or was that later on Freeze Frame? I'm not sure. Did we use drum machines on L? Wouldn't surprise me if we did. Right. More yeah, loops. I, I think yeah. a bit more right. as a loop Pass the record. box, if you would, please, Paul, the... Uh, the body, oh, the body, of, the body of work. Okay, yeah. Great little set, this. Oh, yeah, I designed the... Yeah, it's really, really nice. Thank you. Yeah, if I may be so bold, it's like the, the, the godly creative process here. You're kind of breaking breaking apart bits of of your catalogue and re, kind of reinventing well, them. That's exactly what it is, because this, this, this one is a combination of freeze frame and something else oh, yeah. you've got your L your L shape yeah oh, the mood right. board so I think I've just combined that is obviously the L cover mixed oh, with yeah. the, the freeze, freeze frame, frame yeah, cover yeah, yeah. so that's what I because they compressed everything onto mm. less I love that image I think that's really good yeah no it was fun doing that 
Definitely, it's it's great having all the all the all the bits and pieces in the same place. I'll just kind of look through the track list listing of L if I may. Yeah, Peter Cook hasn't written anything, has he? <laughs> Wonderful hearing Paul Gambaccini turn up as the, uh, the, the bad, bad Samaritans. Samaritans. <laughs> it's hilarious that bit. Yeah. This is the bad Samaritan. Hello, loved one. Yeah, in our minds, that's um, Stapleton, the character from Consequences. It's his his breakdown or it could almost it could almost be as you were saying a missing track from consequences yeah. the idea of jump jump you know yeah that's consequences very, in very minute. now somehow there's something very now about that yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. and um I, I really i was really tickled paul by what you said on the pod about these days it would be people with their phones looking up at the guy the poor guy oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. jump you, yeah. you, you, you do it again it. yes exactly yeah. if you want to join me you'd better jump yeah, drum machine on on foreign accents, I think. Oh yeah. Where yeah. you've got um, you've got the, those lovely sax parts, haven't mm. you? There's and a lot of sax on those on those early records, isn't there? Yeah, we were into sax. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think you'd use some drum loops on sandwiches of you, hadn't you? It's quite a complex drum loop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Almost random, isn't it? Dum, bing, bum. Yeah, yeah, it was. Brilliant. Did you use drum loops on How Dare You on the track? Track How Dare You? Because there's a lovely thing, kind of a repeated pattern that goes... And it, just, it just sounds a bit like a loop It does, me. doesn't it? I, I think maybe we did. Mm. Maybe we did. Or that may have been something that we did at Lowell's house that we imported into the main recording, a bit like the opening of Hotel on... on um, oh, right, was that imported? But the synthy stuff? Oh, yeah. That was, that, was a sort of, that was recorded at Lowell's flat. Oh, wow. Um, we all sort of whistling and bird noise things. That mm -hmm. wasn't recorded at Strawberry. That was something that we, that we brought in that became the Great. intro to the song. Oh. Where you'd been playing around with the synths. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yes, Sandwiches of You, I, I, I think that's a, a cracking track. Um, and we were fascinated looking at the, at the lyrics sheet, you know, uh, in the, the, the original sort of LP. Um, and in group life, you, you've kind of arranged the lyrics in this really odd way. You've done them like a spreadsheet. Do you recall it? Uh, where you're talking about holidays and recording and so on. And it's kind of telling the story of, oh, the of life. the world. Yeah. yeah, and you've got yeah. things like the holidays, you've got Antigua, mm. which is, I think, where you went after the hot legs, uh, after Neanderthal Manor, as you recall. Well, I went to Antigua, I think, or did I? I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> West yeah. Indies, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah, and, and there's, there's some interesting little kind of glimpses into what seems to be your, your thinking about your time in 10cc. Yeah. It doesn't always seem to be happy. Uh, memories at that time. Were you getting a lot off your chest? Well, I think the L album is a bit more personal in many ways. Yes. Um, I think group life was just a bit of a stab at the business. I don't think it was just about us. Don't have no pen pal to write to. It's one of the things to be aware of and beware of if you're in a band that, that it does become a bit of a, a hamster wheel. Mm. Make a record, go on tour, promote it, write it, record it. So it wasn't really anything to do with us particularly, it was more about 
the process that we all go through. The hit factory. Yeah. The hit factory. Which comes over in businesses, mm. business as well, where you've got this, uh, that, that scene with, um, do you have the microphone pressed to your neck? There's a bit at the beginning <laughs> where you're going. <laughs> yeah, like you're a record exec walking around the Brill building going, hmm. Sorry, George, you'll let I don't recall. Right. Okay. <laughs> but there's a there's a line in business and business, Kevin, that, that piques our interest. You're saying M O R is good, and then M O R is you. We wondered if that was a um, if, if your finger was pointing at a 10 cc, or is that at the business? Do you think at the business? Because it's it's the business tends to go for things that are, as every creative business has its business end it's always mm. for the most part it goes with the easiest option and one that they think they can sell mm. so which we never quite fitted into even as a band but even yeah. less so as godly and green <laughs> yeah, yeah it was us kind of venting a little bit not not the band a bit more at the way things were yeah <laughs> Can we ask you about Punchbag, which is obviously a very personal song, quite a lacerating yeah. lyric, actually, mm. which uh, maybe there isn't much to say because it's presumably born of personal experience. To a degree, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was bullied as a kid, as many, as many people are, mm. and it leaves mental scars, not, in my case, probably very minimal ones, but it's a horrible experience. Yeah, so. sure. But I got my revenge. <laughs> hmm. Was it always for, for being Jewish? No. That didn't happen very often. When it did, it really stung. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, it was just for being weedy mm. and, and vulnerable and not being into sports and just generally being sort of an aesthete, if that is the right word, as opposed mm. to a hardball guy. Yeah. Mm. Who like kicking footballs about? We probably had the same thing, weren't we? You know, with a, a nerdy aesthete uh, at school. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Does that does that weed? Is he the one, the same one who explodes in "I want to rule the world"? <laughs> <laughs> is, is he getting re his revenge on the "How Dare You" album? Is is, is, that, is, is that born of the same sentiment? It could well be. It yeah. could well be. Again, he's getting his revenge. Yeah. Yeah, the needy, nerdy dictator. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've all got one in us if we had those kind of problems when we were kids. No. You're right. And never again will they dare to call me a freckled, spotty, specky, fallen, weenie, little creep. Art School Canteen is a, is a beautiful melody and maybe the most beautiful sustained melody melody on the album because the album right. doesn't seem like it wants to let itself settle a lot of the time no. there's quite a lot of different um st structures in the song quite restless sometimes yeah was that like a, a deliberate uh, look back a uh, fond or uh, look back at your days at art school or well, see, I, I, when you say deliberate i don't know what you mean you mean did we actually decide we needed a song like that or? yeah yeah did you because mm. it, it's almost autobiographical you've got you know, near pass with 10cc, school days, art school. Yeah. Well, it was just a memory of being at college. Uh, yeah. The college I spoke of before, Ashton Underline College of Further Education. Right, mm. okay. Just being in the canteen. And, and generally, I think we kind of knew by then that, that 
We weren't going to fit into the standard format of, of learning to be a graphic designer mm. or, or strictly this, that, or an illustrator or a typographer. Mm-hmm. We kind of knew that we were going to go off on various tangents. Right. So, hence that whole thing about is it this or is it that in the lyric. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were always questioning things. It was just that it had a very relaxing, nice keyboard part and a nice bass part. Yeah, 12 Beautiful, uh, the cello played on the gizmo. I love that. Yeah, that is that. really nice. It One sounds of the like best. cello, doesn't it? It does, very good. Yeah. The air must have been really pure when we used that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was behaving itself on the day. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I was seen by the coffee machine. No, it was just it was just another song we tried, and it, and it felt really good. And yeah. but it was it was very reflective of a very specific period of time. Right, right. Yeah, the instrumentation seems almost. Um, to, to resemble what you might have heard art school, maybe it's more more folky with the acoustic bass and the, and uh, you know it seems yeah. to fit well with it. Mm. Yeah, very much so. We used to listen to people like Nina Simone at art college and Davy Graham and mm. all those kind of guys. Right. Um, you say in your book that you used to shop around for jazz records uh, at the local record shop. Oh yeah, so I was very into jazz, jazz my modern jazz phase. Yeah. There was a great record store in Manchester called Rare Records. Yeah. They had bins and bins of, of great jazz records, but also strange stuff like Music Concrete. Oh, yeah. Which was which was fabulous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a great place to go and to listen to some stuff with those little booths they had. Mm. So, you know, you could put a record on and spend twenty minutes in there. Yeah. Great stuff. And a lot of your a lot of your work is, is Kind of like music concrete, isn't it? The way it's constructed and so on. Almost like it's from bits off the floor. Yeah. Wonderful little ideas. Well, it's very counterintuitive, which mm. which is what art school canteen isn't. It's very in, it's a very intuitive, natural. Yeah. With some lovely keyboards, some lovely piano playing from Lowell. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, we were very into. It's that old fuck-up gene that we needed to bring to the fore again. Thank goodness it's given us loads to talk about. Well, it's, well it's, it's, part, it's, part of, it's just part of how we worked. Again, yeah. it's that always searching for something mm. beyond. And when you go so far beyond, you're never actually sure whether you've achieved, whether the experiment has worked. I'm glad we weren't medical students. You know, <laughs> like, You've got to be a bit, more accurate. Got to be more accurate in that field, haven't <laughs> you? Talking of the, the, the jazz, there's a, there's a gorgeous bit right on the end of the, of the final track on L, at the, uh, tagged on the end of Business is Business, where you're singing, Maybe you can think of a way to turn me on. With that, that gorgeous, the, the gorgeous kind of yeah. Glenn Miller wood chord, almost. yeah, the Glenn yeah, Miller, it's almost Lambert Hendricks and Ross. Yeah. Isn't it? Is yeah. that is that you and Lowell talking to each other about the creative process? That line? No, it, it's us talking to the business. It's <laughs> saying, for fuck's sake, <laughs> stop putting out this bullshit <laughs> that we can see through and give me something that's really exciting. Right. Brilliant, brilliant. But of course, the question was wrong. Maybe you can think of a way to turn me on. Maybe not. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Freeze frame. Great riff on that. Yeah. Can yeah. you tell us how that how that song came about? Again, it was it's sort of memories coming up. 
right. and starting to jot them down and then fitting the memories together in a most peculiar way because the memories aren't accurate particularly but some of the words are like Scalex Trick everybody calls it Scalex Tricks but it's actually Scalex Trick Scalex Trick and the specific childhood mm. memories um, and the, the image of a of a flask being chucked out of a, of a train no I don't like, like a thermos flask, flask thrown from a train all oh, right and that crops up in under under your thumb and the Dean and I am throwing myself off this train I just wondered oh, the, okay so the train motif the train yes. the, and <laughs> the a, train yeah. motif and something is it, is it is it like a childhood memory or something that you well I used to go to school when I was at school um, I used to have to go by train. Mm. And okay. Did one of your mates chuck your flask out? <laughs> I didn't have a flask. <laughs> but I, I was bullied on the train. I, it's, in, it's in the book. Yes. It's in Space Cake. I was bullied on the train. I had that, that horrible experience on the train, yeah. being beaten up and partially stripped yeah. and having my clothes thrown out. Yeah, and, you know. horrible. And didn't right. that guy turn out to be a copper or something, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Mm. Revenge is sweet, mm, um, but um, it's probably that you know trains. Uh, even when I went to college, stuck on train, I had to get a train mm. to go there. So I, I kind of like trains, but there are sort of unpleasant memories associated with it as well. Mm. But mm. I can't recall having a flask, <laughs> so I've no idea. Probably just scanned better than <laughs> yeah. having my clothes ripped off. You know, yeah. right. it's a great track, that isn't it, Freeze? Yeah, it's got a beautiful melody as well. Um, yeah, love it. Yeah, and, and you, you're following your phobia down, and that's a great line as well. Yeah, you, you're afraid of heights, or something? I'm afraid of widths. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. Thank you. Yeah, the mood of it felt phobic. Yeah, so it's just claustrophobic, isn't it? The whole, yeah. whole thing. Yeah. yeah, so it's just you know, lyric writing is a very strange process, and yeah. I always try for the lyric to make some kind of sense mm. yeah but sometimes you just get given something that just works so you just mm. have to go with it yeah. sure sure an englishman in new york yeah which is a masterpiece for yeah us. that's the Thank song you. which i th was amazed that it wasn't a hit uh, well it was all over europe uh, indeed it was a top 10 hit in, in but i was in the uk and forget the video because that perhaps we'll talk about too that many words you think so but it's yes. okay. It's got a great hooky chorus. I have too many words. In the verse. Long words with more than two syllables. Mm. Tri triple rhymes, actually, which yeah. work fantastic. And, yeah, some difficult difficult images, aren't there, really? I love it. I, 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 I like the sleaze in it. I like the beauty in it. The protagonist. It's brutal. And, and it, it, there's so many things. The protagonist seems to be appalled and yet quite transfixed at the same time by the scene he sees in, in New York. Was that, was that written from real, a real scene? Yeah, it was a, it's a collage. It's, yeah. it's you know, we, first time we went to the States. Right. Uh, fuck. <clears throat> this is what we've been writing about. It's so much more ex 
exciting than mm. what we actually say. Right, yeah. right. So you get hit by all this stuff. And, it, and in, in New York, it's a 24-hour city. Yeah. yeah. And you get slammed. And so that song is a montage of everything we were hit by, plus mm. a few sort of moments where we're sort of extending it a little bit and twisting it a little bit, yeah. as, uh, as we do. You're bringing out the surreal, aren't you? Yeah, we're making nonsense out of sense, mm-hmm. or sense out of nonsense. So, yeah, so yeah. it again, it's 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 impressionistic. It's just an impression of New York, and it, as opposed to the way that Lou Reed would write about New York, which you just dive in and tell it like it is. So yes. this, is, this is the opposite. It's a, it's a great track, um, and obviously the 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 key video or the the first video you made. <laughs> yeah. Um, which uh, was must have been was it really in the you've said it's really in the edit suite that the video came alive or that the process of making videos came alive mostly mostly although there were moments on the shoot right where we I mean one one thing that that comes to mind is we we had these heads made that we thought that Mm. if we filmed it and spun the head yeah that there may be a way of joining that to a real person's body or something like that. So we right. insisted on doing that. So <laughs> poor old Derek Burby says, yeah, OK. <laughs> um, but that, that was an extraordinary moment in, in that finally, unlike everything we'd done prior to that moment, we'd always come into a medium late. Yes. You know, we weren't at the beginning of rock and roll. Yeah, we 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 sort of clawed our way in and found our own niche, but mm. mm-hmm. here was something happening that was new, and we were right there at the very beginning. Yeah, and we were very aware of the excitement. We weren't really aware that it was going to turn into anything, mm. but we we were we were excited by the process that we were being shown, and and yeah. suddenly that that visual side all came flooding back, mm. and we applied the same lack of rules. To that as we did with everything that we've done so far yeah and i i i i, I love watching that the process of, of you clearly yeah experimenting with the visual ideas and using the bill clark kind of techniques what i really love about so many of, of your videos kevin is they seem to focus in on a on one like creative idea mm. one very basic but but brilliant uh, idea. I mean, we watched the Yes one last night, didn't yeah. we? People hanging upside down, the faces in Cry, obviously, the wonderful transitions in, in White Boy. Um, it, it seems that each video has very much a very pure identity with one mm. central idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was that a deliberate process? Yeah, I think so, because we realised very early on that... What we definitely didn't want to do was 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 tell the story that yes. the, the artist was singing, mm. right? Because you, you don't want to show and tell. You know he's telling. Yes. You know I woke up this morning and I jumped on a bus and went down and met my girlfriend for lunch and then we yeah. ended up back in her place and ooh ooh ooh. Yeah. And it's like a, a, some crap yeah. student drama. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, that's what he's saying. So yeah. you you want to show something that that projects or frames the mood of what's being said or sung. Yeah. That was very, that was key to our whole aesthetic when, when approaching yeah. this medium because other people were doing that. They were telling the story. Mm. Yeah. 
And it's strange, it seems to have gone back to that recently. A lot of that now, a lot of narrative. Yes. But we always felt it was our job not to create big movies or like massive paintings. We wanted no. to create perfect little postage stamps. Yeah, and yeah. There are, they seem to be often shot in a, an almost claustrophobic space as well. Like it, we, it's a yeah. tiny universe. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff shooting against uh, in a black limbo where what that does is it just draws the eye towards what you want the eye to be drawn to as opposed to lots of other shit going on in the background. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. You're right, we did. We came up with key ideas because to us it was the idea that mattered. Yes. And uh, if we had an idea that was that was just decorative, it somehow wasn't enough. Yes. It had to, it had to get under the skin of the song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 adore the wide boy video, don't we? Can oh. you tell? Can you tell us? Sorry, Paul. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about those wonderful transitions yeah. where you, you you're ripping up the the, the printout of, a, of presumably of a freeze frame of the yeah. previous scene? Yeah. Talk us through that process. It looks it must very have taken a while. Yeah. We, we shot it at <coughs> a, a small rehearsal studio in in London. Yeah. But the process. Probably actually done in real time to a degree. Scene one, yes, uh, we shot, and we shot it on videotape, not on film. Yeah. So we'd we'd go back once we'd shot it, uh, and we'd pick a frame mm -hmm. that we thought we would like it to be twelve foot tall, and we'd mm -hmm. jump through it or whatever. Yeah. And um, that Let's frame would that then out. go off, and someone would would print it up so that we could mm -hmm. actually do that. But I can't imagine, I can't remember, I can't imagine that we maybe shot an hour a day, chose a frame, it would go off and be printed while we went and had a cup of tea for four days. No. So yeah. there must be cuts in it that aren't uh, coming through things all the time, although I can't recall. Yeah, it, it happens several times. It happens um, several yeah, times. Yeah, maybe half a dozen or something. Yeah, but are there other cuts that don't involve that? Yes. So okay, so that's what we probably yeah, did. Yeah, because that would it take it would have taken months, wouldn't oh, it? If you'd done it that. would. Yeah. We did a commercial based on it as well. Wonderful, yeah. Levi, I think yeah. Wranglers, Wranglers. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that, Which that, actually combines well. the heads, doesn't it? From uh, English New, New York. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it, it combines it two, two ideas, and it's it does. So that's how we did it. I mean, you know, mm. when we when we began, it was like, what do you mean? What do you? What do you no one quite quite understood what we were talking about. Mm. Mm. Uh, but it kind of works. Looking at it again, it's quite good for the time. Mm. Oh yeah, cracky track as well. It's a yeah, great it track. track. Yeah. 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 I mean, you were obviously spearheading that um, the new medium of promotional videos, but I get the sense that very quickly that sense of freedom uh, went away, and you. Uh, I remember an impassioned speech you gave pretty early on at the MTV Awards or something. Maybe yeah. eighty, pretty early, eighty three, eighty four or something. And by that stage, the rest of the industry had kind of, kind of coalesced around it, and you, you didn't have. The, well, you know what it was. It's exactly the same as that moment we had in Ten CC, right. where the industry suddenly realised what it was. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's we can what sell music videos for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Mm. Um, but you know, there were still brave souls doing wonderful stuff. Spike sure. Jones mm. and so on and so forth. Michel Gondry still are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But but it was it was. I think what I was saying is, don't let it become 
what you know it can become, let it become something better than that. Yeah. yeah. I can remember that Few clearly. People stood up. Yes. Oh, I got a reasonable applause for that. Oh. Yes, it was. Not it. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, I, I just felt it very strongly because I've been there a number of times and seen seen what can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, that was a very enjoyable diversion there, Kevin. Thank you on the videos. There's more, perhaps more we want to touch on a bit later on that one. Okay. Yeah, we were trying to listen out for, for, for Macca's voice on, on Get Well Soon. Do yeah. you remember what, what bits he was, he was doing on that tune? Yeah. yeah, you'd have to play it to me so I could point them out. Yeah, and there's the 208, fabulous, and then there's the get well soon, get well soon. It's on that, is on bits. Spotify. So there's, there, yeah. there are bits where there's two or three parts weaving together. Right. right. I think. I really like that tune. There's yeah, this I great vocal, it. Kevin, on that one. Thank you. It's quite a sweet idea, the way I read it, is that the. Um, the battery who kept you, the radio that kept you company while you were ill, gave his life while you were convalescing and the battery died. It's just quite sweet, that. <laughs> Is that what you were getting at? Yeah, well, you know, you know, when you were young and you had a sort of flu or something, yeah. you lay in bed and all, your only enjoyment was trying to get Radio Luxembourg. Yeah. I yeah. still love Luxembourg, even though, even though it sounded shit. I, I loved it. <laughs> it, it was the... Yeah. That was the whole part of the place. Yeah, there you go. And, and, the, annoying, find and the, it. the annoying adverts. <laughs> yeah. Valderma's acne cream and stuff. Can you hear that? Okay. I've never liked the taste of Another sip of hospital champagne. It's in there somewhere. It's the more melodic bits. Right. <laughs> okay. What a bizarre track. Oh, this is great. I love um, probably the Gizmo Swan song, isn't it? Is that the last time we, the we Gizmo hear it? Swan song. Yeah, uh, um, we're big fans. We've we bought a Gizmo recently. Um, one oh, of the, from one the, of the American, American ones. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried second, it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Second, second hand, but in good nick. Um, I love it. It, it sounds incredible. It's tricky. Um, it's such an alien. Oh no, thing. alien device. But they've um, used proper materials. That they don't have, work. although they're very fragile still. The, Are they? the metal springs kind oh. of buckle and bend if you press the strings too okay. hard and the wheels um, the, the, the kind of plectrumy edges rub off right. but they, they send you spares so oh. that, that, that's cool but uh, you, you've not you've not um, had it in your in your possession no I've been too busy I'm it's looking my, forward to you having it I've got one at home I'm sort of uh -huh. hanging on to it yeah, yeah right. are you any good at playing it no <laughs> I'm hopeless. It's I haven't really, got a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that difficult to play one without. Really one. I tried brushing my teeth with it, but yeah. very good. Or rubbing things out. Uh, yeah, bro. Yeah, moving on from from freeze frame into ismism, and there's there's definitely a a change of, of field there. Yeah. Uh, where you get it's it's drum machines. Uh, there's kind of a a simplicity to it. Yeah. Um, you're recording in Lowell's, Lowell's house, aren't you, by that yeah. stage? Is that why there aren't any drums on it? Yeah, but I mean, one of the reasons we couldn't fit it in the room, it's not, it wasn't a big room. Mm. Yeah. So we couldn't fit the kit in. Mm. Yeah. So we thought, okay. 
And we were getting interested in the way technology was moving, yes. music technology. So let's have a fuck around with this now. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the most instinctive records that we did. Mm. And it was during this album that I slipped my disc. Mm. Yeah. Uh, hence lyrics like Snack Attack and so on and so forth. But were you literally lying on your back? I was literally lying on my back. Mm. But before then I was lying on my back at home not finding it very easy to eat because it was painful. Yeah. And thinking of things that I would like to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, lyric. it's not just a humorous song. It, I don't know whether anybody recognizes that it. it was, you know, it's it came from a real it place. was born of pain. Yeah. It's a really fun track that one. Yeah. yeah. The release is a sequel somewhere as well. No, it was, it was a great album because it was. We weren't precious. It was like you know. Mm. I think by then, we were so deep into our visual careers. Mm. It was like, oh fuck, we owe the label an album. What yeah. are we going to do? Let's try this stuff. Yeah. And it was as simple as that. So we just off we went in a slightly different frame of mind. Yeah, yeah. And had a couple of tasty hits. Top you very hits. much. Yeah, it? that was a surprise. Yeah. That must really have felt was. good. Yeah, that felt amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Under Your Thumb's got a, such an atmosphere to it, hasn't it? It's, uh, I love the, the ghostliness of it. <laughs> yeah, the trains. Yeah, again. Yeah. Trains, yeah. phobia. Well, that was an interesting one because that... How we used to work was the studio was at Lol's house and I used to drive over to Lol's house every day and we'd work. So he was messing around in the studio uh, one day and came up with this mad, frantic mm. backing track. Mm. It was raging along. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I showed along up the train he, tracks. Yeah. So he, I, I showed up and he played with this, and it was very exciting. So yeah. I just started busking along with it, and mm. the chorus came because mm. uh, it was inspiring. So and and that was there's always a bit in the process that is the key for a song. I mean, you know, you being a writer yourself, you must know when you find it. Yeah. And it can just Feels be a great, word. isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what it's about. Mm. And, and you sort of just fill in on either side of that once you know where you're headed. Mm. And it was one of those, I think we wrote it very quickly yeah. and recorded it very quickly. Mm. It's interesting to hear that, the backing, yes, now just you mentioned, if you, I'm picturing the backing track without a lead vocal and it wouldn't automatically have that sort of loping, quite calm, melodic line over the top. Oh, I know. So that was singing against, well, obviously you... Yeah, singing against the track and finding something which you wouldn't necessarily associate with the track. I know, but it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain it. Yeah, well, it, it was. I can't explain it. Yeah. it, it Number just, three hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were back on top of the pops, and yeah, I remember bizarre. it well. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And we found out that it charted when we were shooting the Toya Wilcox video, "Thunder in the Mountains." Yeah, was that someone came running over to say she's gone in the top fifty. What? Right. <laughs> Yeah. I thought we were directors now. Yeah, yeah. because ironically, you didn't make a video for it. No, well, we, we kind of we put the record out, you know, yeah, and they yeah, said yeah. they've got to release it. Okay, fine, we've got to work on a storyboard and figure out how we're going to shoot this. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was completely it just came completely out of the blue as a wonderful little kick. Yeah, fantastic. It sort of said, well, actually, there's still some life in in that. And of course, Wedding Bells, you know, follows on its heels. Lovely yeah. little tune, that. Oh, God. Does that heart back to your, your sort of Motown? Like yeah, I've always been huge fans of Motown, right? Yes. 
Interesting. I was at a party the other night, <coughs> and the dance floor was was full, but mm. suddenly they were playing old Motown records, and it just went up a few gears. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I played. I played a soul band. Yeah, and it's wonderful. It's just it's such a thrill when people flock to the dance floor. You oh. know, when we play Heat Wave or something like that, yeah. or, or some of the Northern Soul stuff. Yeah, like, I it's know. Mar- it's, they're marvelous records. There's some magic in there. Some magic in was there. Was it a surprise when Lowell started to step back from singing lead vocals? I mean, that happened before Ismism, of course. But um, and did you happily take up the slack, or did did? did I don't think it was quite like that. I think okay. the songs that we were writing just suited my voice better. Okay. Um, okay. And the things now we were in the world of, of video, if if you like, it it became more about performing. Right. Um, I mean, Law was a fantastic performer on stage. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was ever totally comfortable with it. But he did mm. a fantastic job. Yeah. yeah. But when it came to doing videos, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I'm not sure he was he was that comfortable. I mean, Wedding Bells being a particularly good example of that. Yeah. You can fancy doing the dancing thing, you, you, even yeah. though it was his idea. Oh, uh, OK. Yes, he looks slightly less than comfortable, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he, he did. And I was into it. I was into... Yeah. Well, it's interesting, around that period, I was sort of... I was interested in the fashion of the period. I was, in, yeah. I was interested in clothes. A lot of our friends were, were fashion people. Yeah. Uh, so just, I don't think it was quite lost thing, which, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. Sure. So it was just an, it was just an organic process of, of, of switching. Mm. And he was getting more into the engineering. He was, he was, he was, you know, he was like mm. sure exactly the same as Eric was in the early days of Strawberry, learning what all these buttons do. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. although it was, it was a kind of simpler version of, of what we had. It was like a sixteen track. But nevertheless, he, he did a great job. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, talking about Wedding Bells, I reminded of something I saw on telly a couple of weeks ago. Um, wedding Bells was on Top of the Pops 2, with Steve Wright introducing it oh, yeah. as a voiceover. And uh, he's quite cheeky. He says, oh, oh <laughs> God in green, listen out for this. It's the worst edit in the world. Yeah, it wasn't a good edit. wedding bells I knew I should all I wanted was to have some fun. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what happened there? Two halves that you just kind of celebrated? Yeah, together. that's right. Yeah, because the, I don't know, I think that bit prior to the edit just went on a bit yeah. and sounded a bit shit. So we thought, well, why don't we just do an edit there? And so we did. You know, <laughs> it's not the tidiest. Well, you, you know, you. It's in time. It sort of changes key a bit abruptly. It does. Yeah, it does. It's kind of, it's kind that's of, what's happening. And it doesn't quite happen on the beat. Slightly. <laughs> Microscopically out of time yeah, or something. Mate, there's yeah. something. It does show. It looks. Yeah. yeah. I don't dislike it actually, but I guess I'm so used to it. It's, you know, yeah, I think yeah. the millions of people who sort of bought it or hear it on the radio probably yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. Just still dance to it. Yeah. yeah now exactly. it would be something that you would try to <coughs> duplicate. Yes, that's right. The sound of a bad edit, but but yeah. not that. I came late late to the party with Birds of Prey. Right. The first time I ever heard it actually was when I bought the, the Body of Work box. Okay. And um, you know, it, it's difficult to get into it, into your stuff quickly, you know, because it's so dense. Uh, yeah. But it's it's grown on me massively. It, it's kind of it feels to me like it's almost like a brother of Ismism, but there, there seems to be some really strong hooky melodies. And dare I say it, a, a strong kind of soul 
influence. I'm hearing a lot of soul and Motown on tracks like Woodwork. Woodwork? Um, yeah. yeah and then in, in the song Cat Size, there's a vocal line that seems to be t- kind of stolen from Dancing in, in the Street, where it goes... That, if that was a wonderful rendition. I just wonder if, if that was a, a strong thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I love soul music. I've always loved mm. Motown, always loved yeah. Stax, blues, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah, my vocal styling, such as they are, there is that element. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's some cracking vocals on that record. And it, it seems to be like it, it it's almost like. Um, an attempt to be more commercial and accessible, would you say, Birds mm. of Prey? I don't, not consciously, I just think we were in a slightly different headspace at the yeah. time. And as usual, that's kind of what came out. I can't remember many of the songs from it. I see it more as a twin to Goodbye Blue Skies yeah. in some ways. Yeah, Save a Mountain has kind of got that flavour, yeah. hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's another track on it I love called Worm, Worm and the Rattlesnake. Yeah cracking melody and so on. You seem to be describing yourself as a worm in that song. Well, it's it's back to the bullying thing, being a weedy, needy kid. And, yeah. and in Heaton Park, opposite where we lived, there, there was always a fair, fairground every yes. year, twice a year. And we go at night and you would revel in, in the atmosphere of danger and sparks flying and mm. mad roundabouts mm. and toffee apples and... and uh, blokes on the waltz has beaten you up yeah yeah there were these guys these incredibly hard guys who used to ride the roundabouts and make sure mm-hmm. they'd push the waltzes and, mm-hmm. and they it was choreography mm-hmm. you know that was the right snake i guess right and the sound of everything was so incredible just blasting out with that ambient echo in yeah. the middle of the park in in this steel Cylinder, if you like, mm-hmm. with cars going around. It's a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah. The summer rolled by like a white wall tire Then the candy floss became barbed wire I'm going to have to remind you of Birds of Prey, Paul. Yes, track, I'm sitting here that, very quiet because that, I haven't that heard track, it for no, a that, track, that track in particular, I mean, yeah, could have even made a great single, you know. I think it's just such a driving, catchy melody. Mm. It's brilliant. You mentioned Goodbye Blue Sky. Yeah. And I, I enjoy that album too. I enjoy the directness of it. It yeah. sounds like you and Lol had a good good time recording it. We've been doing stuff on our own for so long. Mm. And this album, or the idea behind the album, was, was A, to strip everything back mm. and work with some other people, harmonicas, which we don't play. Mm-hmm. So A, let's get some harmonica players in. But B, let's get some uh, great singers in too. Yeah. Yeah, they've got lovely soulful voices, haven't oh, they, those great, guys? great guys. Is it three, four of them? Three of them, I forget their names, you have to forgive me. Yeah. They, were the, they were the guys that used to work with Paul Young. Yeah. Just magical combination of voices. Yeah, superb. To share a little piece of heaven A little piece of heaven take you back to Cry uh, yeah. briefly um, I'm alright in thinking that was actually the melody uh, or the verse melody was quite an old track that was waiting for a home for a long time it wasn't a track it was something we, we hadn't recorded it it oh, was okay. it was something that had been in existence for 15 years right mm. we had that you don't know how yeah. you don't. 
but we could never, for whatever reason, take it any further. Right. And when the collaboration thing came with Trevor, yes, it found a home, but it wasn't originally meant to. We were due to do something completely different. Okay. Right. Okay. It sounds like he had to kind of coax the song out of you. Well, yeah, and it was. It was interesting how that happened because at the time we weren't that au fait with the technology and Trevor had a wonderful team of, mm. of people around him, uh, people like JJ Jasilik and mm. Steve. He put uh, History Mix together yes, for you. Yes, he did. Yeah. And so our original intention was to do something called Hit the Box, mm-hmm. which came out of us meeting in New York. Lol and I were in New York editing a police concert that we'd shot. Mm. And Trevor was in town, and we used to hang out at the bar afterwards and mm. and swap ideas. And we we thought it'd be interesting to do a track based on uh, channel hopping, mm-hmm. which is great in America mm. on television. But when you get back to England, there was like four channels, which <laughs> is kind of limiting. Yeah. So that track didn't pan out. But so we were asked, well, what else have you got? We said, well, we've got this. And. Mm. Um, and how it worked was, we sang it, and everybody thought that was kind of cool. But it needed a bed to sit on, so we were sent to play table tennis while JJ actually put that thing together. Yeah, yeah. And it just worked. And then it was like jotting down some ideas for other working, other verses, and going into the studio and trying singing them. Mm. So it was lashed together on the spot, pretty much. Yeah, beautiful. I, I love um, Lowell's guitar work on that tune. Oh, it's great. The, the chords, chords are great. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, mm. brilliant. That and idea. The, of, sorry, yeah, Sean. That idea of the, the channel hopping was obviously around because uh, we were just talking about the the making of the Leave It video. I think you and Lowell uh, in that do- in that mini documentary are already talking about the idea of oh this is a whole new thing if you sit channel hopping and I presume we're in this right. and that was maybe a year or two before so it's interesting to hear you talk about it, that it, well again I think that connection came through Trevor right so there was obviously a mood oh, in something right. in the air of course that yeah yeah because sure. yeah. he produced the track leave it right the music yeah, track that's, that's right, right yeah I love that album actually yeah that's good yeah they yeah. were very good on the shoot actually the the band, yes, yeah, because it wasn't like anything. We did about twenty versions of the video. Yes, that's right. Before it maybe coalesced into a single release version, yes. that was part of the yeah. idea to have variations on the theme, wasn't it? <laughs> Actually, it was one very funny moment. We, one of the versions was just the band with their back to camera throughout the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So they were performing away, and when they turned around at the end, we'd all fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's caught on, it's it's caught on camera. It's a funny, yeah, it's a funny moment. It's that practical video. joke thing again, isn't it? Yeah. The thing I liked on that, Kevin, was uh, during the making of the video, you've got like storyboards, and yeah. all the storyboards are upside down as well. You can't actually <laughs> read what you're doing. That was that was a very novel touch. I like that. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> you, you mentioned JJ there. With the, did you and Lol have an input into? mixing history mix or, or did, did did he just go off on one well pretty much that mm. he you know he was the chef we supplied the ingredients yeah know? right and we we popped in every now and again to say <laughs> oh that's interesting why yeah. don't you do, do this mm. and here's here's another little nugget that we found that might be quite interesting yeah but we we weren't we weren't that involved with it because yeah. we wanted his mindset on it yeah 
He really did break things apart, didn't he? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Were you happy with, with how it turned yeah, out? Yeah, th- and we did a video for the whole thing. It was very rarely seen. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I think I was looking I for it on YouTube the other day. Is that with Lolin Combat Fatigues or yeah. something? Yes, yeah, that's sort of Rambo. Yeah, the Rambo right. cream. But uh, he, he got a gallstone in mm. the middle of the, oh, the okay. uh, video session right? and had to be rushed to hospital. Oh. oh Nasty. It was yeah. a lot of pain, so I had to oh. sort of finish things up there. Right. But, uh, yeah. Mm. And did that approach feed into the Video Mondo project? That kind of... That kind uh, yeah, of in a way it did. sort of approach? It just occurred <clears throat> to us one day that, that you know, we, we're doing music and we're doing video is there a way that one discipline can affect the other and mm. or vice versa? So we thought, well, why don't we find out? Mm. Um, so we booked, I don't know if it's three or five days at Olympic Studios. And we went in with some musical equipment, but with some people and some th- objects mm. and a few ideas. And basically, you know, it sounds very pretentious and... Uh, self-serving but we just fucked about for for, for a few few days mm. uh, but some of it worked rather well like yeah. like bouncing a a table tennis ball off congas yeah which we recorded yeah. and, then and they're perfectly we, in time as well yeah well we kind of looped it we got one boom, boom. Yeah. so we looped the pictures and we looped the sound and that was that was kind of the the mo of the project that's right kind of like the flood in in video form in in, in many ways <laughs> yes yeah. And uh, I think Nigel mixed that, Nigel Gray mixed that. Okay. I think so. I think it's fascinating. I love that the compositing is, is so freaky and, and, and interesting. <laughs> mm. really There's is. a lot of weird you, stuff going on. You're kind on, of uh, screwing around with faces and stuff. And yeah, distorting. it's kind of nightmarish actually, isn't it? Uh, kind yeah. of ideas, yeah. Mm. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah. I was, I think that was, was that your last kind of coherent project together as a, as a pair? No, I, th- I think Goodbye goodbye, Blue Sky was the last thing that we did together. Okay. Well, thank you very much for bringing us up to date on, on, on that stuff, Kevin. Have you got any any other sort of no, things to I, insert there? I'm all done because I'm guilty of so much overthinking on consequences, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to overthunk anymore. No, so absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and we, we, you know, we don't want to take away from talking about what you're up to now, oh, Kevin, yeah. and we're really keen to know. been listening to the consequences podcast produced by paul mcnulty and sean mccreevy thanks for listening